Hello and welcome to the Yoga with Molly Off the Mat podcast. I'm your host Molly and in this podcast we talk all things yoga and life off of the mat. Let's get started. Hello everyone and happy Friday if you are listening to this on Friday when the podcast is released. Um, It has been another busy week on and off the mat in my life. Um, Obviously I updated last weekend that I needed to pivot a little bit in terms of the on-demand videos that I was doing for Yoga with Molly which was an emotional decision, but I feel really good about it now. <laughs> it has taken away a lot of the pressure and stress I was feeling about how I pull that together at home. Um, so now, in all honesty, I'm kind of, I'm like in a creative phase where I'm, I'm starting to think about, okay, well, just working with what I have, like knowing the space that I'm in and what I'm interested in and, you know, I, I want to obviously... Um, continue to create something, uh, whether they're the types of yoga flows I did before, or are they more meditative or restorative? Um, so I'm thinking about that at the moment. I don't, um, this isn't meant to be mysterious. I haven't landed on anything yet. (laughs) So I really am just, (laughs) I am at the drawing board. Um, but that's, that's one of my goals for, for this weekend is to, to think about that a little bit and then hopefully I'll have more to share in the month of April. But yeah, it was, um, best move for me, but definitely sad decision. Um, because I was really enjoying the flow that I was in, but you know, change is always uncomfortable, um, but it can open doors to new wonderful things as well. So I'm I'm carrying that with me. Um, other stuff that's been going on this week. So this has been one of the first weeks where I've really had time and health to explore my local neighbourhood. Um, because if you've been following along, you'll know. I had COVID for a couple of weeks at the start of the month and then I was away uh, in Manchester um, weekend before last. Last weekend was our first weekend home. I had plans to record yoga content for almost all of it and then had to abandon those plans. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this has been the first week where I've really had time just in my yeah local neighborhood so we had uh, someone come and visit us at home for the first time which is pretty cool the place that we had before was just way too small to be able to invite guests into in a way that was comfortable we just we barely had enough sitting space for us <laughs> and we didn't have anywhere to eat on um so you know inviting like friends over for dinner was um was just not an option where we were living before so that was pretty special um but also I have been on a little bit of a mission to find um, local running trails and places to walk. I was really lucky before um, the area that I was living in London um, was near Regent's Park and Primrose Hill. It was really only a 15 minute walk away for me. So um, during all of those months in lockdown and even out of lockdown, that was just such a blessing. I could go for long two-hour walks in parks that felt safe and clean and I think particularly as a as a woman as well they were also there was a lot of space you could see everything around you at all times. Um, 
you know, versus like other walks you might go on if you're in a woods and there are certain sections of that walk where you can't really see <laughs> um, very far in front or behind you if it's kind of a curved walk. So I really, really loved that. I always felt very safe and comfortable and I could go for long runs. So I'm in a new neighborhood now um, and I'm trying to find... Um, I'm trying to find my new, yeah, walking routes, running routes, like guessing out into nature, um, every, every week or, you know, every day in small ways is, uh, is really important to me. So I'm still figuring that stuff out and I made some gentle progress on that this week. I found a running route. Um, I have to be careful not to compare it to how I was running before, but I, <laughs> I, um, things that are different that I'm getting used to. So the first thing, which is definitely a bit of a hurdle, on the way into the park, um, and it's really the only way in for me, there seems to be a small but very real rat's nest. <laughs> every time I go past, there's one or two rats uh, running around <laughs> and snacking, um, sharing a snack with the pigeons that live there as well. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know, like getting into nature should be about calming down and I get really freaked out around rats. Um, and can you blame me? They don't have the best track record. Um, so I've been on to the council this week. Um, I need to email them again. I got passed around a few times. Is it the pest control team? Is it the parks and rec team? <laughs> For anyone who's a fan of that show. Um, so yeah, I need to have chat a little bit more with them. They, they said, if it's safe to do so, could I take some pictures? So I went on a little bit of a mission this week, uh, and became a rat videographer. Um, <laughs> so, oh, life is rich and varied. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see how that progresses um and but and the other thing is most of the most of the run actually if you really want to get your miles in because there's some good walking trails um but to run and to be in areas where there's open space um there's like it's kind of giving me football field vibes which is great but it's just very different as a runner to run on a harder surface versus a softer surface like grass you know you'll I'm sure you'll experience the same if you have been running um on the road and then you try to run on the beach <laughs> just it makes your uh legs work in a different way um it just yeah it it changes um it changes your style of running so yeah I'm uh, Gosh, sorry for the yawn. I'm actually, I'm not even tired. I slept really well. I'm just really relaxed. <laughs> for the first time in a while, you'll have heard me for weeks talk about how anxious I was around the wedding and the move and various other bits and bobs. I finally am finding myself in a in a place of relaxation the past few weeks, which is really lovely. Um, so all good stuff. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. I've been kind of running around the neighborhood, literally trying to find, um, trying to find some good spots, uh, for running and walking and getting outside. And as always, it is definitely a test and learn effort. Um, and yeah. Okay. 
let's talk a little bit about yoga. A little bit of self-reflection going into this week. I talked at length last week and I won't give the disclaimer every time. (laughs) If people ask me, I'll refer them back. (laughs) Um, But I talked at length last week about my relationship with what I would call the spiritual and the alternative versus um, evidence-based stuff, (laughs) science basically. So what I'm going to talk about next falls into that category, which is uh, moon movements. Um, Usual disclaimer, uh, this for me is a creative prompt for reflection rather than fact you know um cool so let's uh let's get into it so today is uh what's known as the last quarter moon which means uh the moon is shrinking she's waning um and will be a new moon i guess uh over the course of the next week i'm actually not sure entirely on dates um and typically um traditionally for anyone who follows kind of um, moon movements and I guess the culture around it. Maybe that's a good way to describe it because it does feel like a cultural thing. Um, The new moon is a time for setting intentions and the full moon and the two-week period afterwards is for releasing. Um, So, you know, the time after the new moon, you're kind of building an energy. So you're trying to make your wishes come true, basically. And the time after the full moon, when the moon is waning, um, is about releasing things. And I think it's a great, I think it's a great framework because it means that if it's something that you practice um, in any given month, you're reflecting on your heart's desires and also on things that you need to let go of that maybe don't serve you. Um, and again, I think I talked about this at length last week, whatever you want to use, if those as concepts feel like healthy, sensible things to reflect on, on a regular basis, I think the moon is a great way to integrate it because it's regular, it's reliable. (laughs) There are plenty of communities out there who are going through the same cycles of reflection that's really easy to plug into because there's a culture around it so on that basis I'm I'm really into it but not because as I again talked about at length last week not because I think the moon has magical powers um but I I do (laughs) I do refer to it as moon magic sometimes as shorthand basically Um, so today is last quarter moon, which means that we're at the midpoint between full moon and the next new moon. So you're in this period of time where you're potentially reflecting on things you want to let go of, things that you want to, um, release. So that has been, um, my kind of self-reflection practice this morning. I did a little bit of, um, journaling on exactly that topic. I first asked myself the question, what have I learned in this last lunar cycle? Um, Because the next lunar cycle will begin with the next new moon. Um, So this is kind of the last formal check-in that I will have in this kind of lunar, lunar cycle. So I was reflecting, I... 
I was celebrating my first month of marriage um, at the start of this lunar cycle, which began, I think, 2nd of March with new moon in Pisces. Um, so it's basically, you know, what have you learned since the beginning of this month? <laughs> so I celebrated my first month of marriage. Uh, me and my husband, we both had COVID and recovered, thankfully. We went to Manchester for some food and some football and some pampering. Our home feels pretty complete actually um our sofa arrived which was a really really big deal for us because it meant that we had somewhere to sit <laughs> before we were kind of sitting on the floor on old cushions that we had um we had ordered a couple of bar stools um that uh go next to our table so we we had like a little area to eat but they weren't i emphasize their bar stools because these aren't like comfy lounge chairs <laughs> they, they're not the kind of chairs where you would pull up and have a, a glass of wine over like several hours they're really just like to have informal meals and then you kind of want to be hanging out on the couch um so that arrived as well which was pretty exciting um the world of work was really mixed for me I as as you'll know I have a corporate job as well as the work that I do um uh in the world of yoga and things like this podcast and and otherwise um in my corporate job i got a a pay rise which is um always really welcome news um but uh there were also some um changes that were announced that i it was really hard for me to take actually um so i struggled with that this month but i've i've kind of come through the other side of it but that was tough obviously i also had to make the decision to um move away from creating the on demand yoga content which was was again also hard so um it was all exciting stuff in my personal life and then a mixed bag in the world of work but a lot of gratitude i'm i'm thankful that i am working and that i uh, have have um multiple things that i'm working on so i always come back to that i think the two things that i really learned though this cycle are and i call these kind of my own basic principles things that i i believe will always be true for me to some extent um and that i need to come back to often and the first one of those is uh i can sit in discomfort so when i was poorly with covid for example and i wasn't really sure you know what was going to happen um covid is one of those things there's so much anxiety um for so many people because you know you're told it could get worse and you don't know whether you're going to feel poorly for 3 days or for 3 months and what the outcome is going to be. So, yeah, that was for sure when I realized it was in the home and we were both sick, there was just discom- like low level of discomfort with that. I luckily didn't um get really poorly, but sitting in discomfort and it was that was emotional mental discomfort as much as the physical symptoms I was experiencing. Um uh changes and uncertainty at work that was discomfort and it is it was really hard for me not to kind of be thinking in black and white you know like <laughs> you know uh like with with the on demand stuff it was really like i'm going to change and reflect rather than i'm never going to create on demand content again you know and that was hard for me that was that was really hard so i think um that was one just basic principle you can sit with 
discomforts and you don't need to fix the discomfort. I think when we have an urge to fix and control, um, at least with me, um, that's when I can run into even more difficulties, you know, um, be it like mental difficulties, so panicking, anxiety, but also physical difficulties. So things like, um, yeah, not sleeping, overeating, undereating, um, you know, just taking that control need out in, in other ways and often self-directed. So towards your own body, anyone who has history with addiction, drinking, smoking, drug use, that kind of thing may, um, may be able to relate to that too. So that was, um, that was really important to me or for me this month, just to continue to practice that principle. I can sit in discomfort and, and that's okay. And, um, the second piece, oh, I just had it (laughs) and now it's gone. Maybe something to the effect of, um, you don't need to be perfect. Okay. Let me check my notes one second. Okay, I found it. Um, The second thing was um, it's important to do healthy things every day, no matter how you're feeling. Um, So I definitely have this real tendency to... um, to want to withdraw, um, as soon as I'm not feeling great, just in, it's instinctive for me. Um, and that can mean, it can mean withdrawing from people, but not necessarily. It usually means like withdrawing from things that I like and that are, that keep me healthy. So, um, uh, preparing my meals from scratch, um, versus getting something easy or ready-made, right? So like actually taking the time to cut vegetables and cook them. Um, uh, same, same with things like even just my skincare routine, you know, the difference between kind of like washing my face versus like properly taking the time and care to moisturize and put sunscreen on and all of the steps that I would usually take, obviously exercising, um, uh, you know, throwing myself into creative projects that I usually enjoy. So, you know, that's more what I mean when I say withdrawal. It, you know, it, it's almost, it's a little bit depressive in the sense that I'm like, I don't have energy and I just, I just can't, you know, this feeling of overwhelm and, and I can't do this takes over. And that typically makes things worse you know so one thing that I've learned over time is that if if I am withdrawing from like normal healthy activities <laughs> sorry by the way for the loud construction in the background <laughs> um, but if I'm withdrawing from daily activities <laughs> can I focus with this <laughs> this is again it's challenging me yogically they don't usually um do this much banging this early what do you reckon should i take a pause oh they seem to have slowed down okay um anyway where was i one thing that i have noticed is if i feel that need to withdraw and then on top of that also disengage from things that are healthy it makes it worse whereas actually if i um if i refocus and reframe and and focus less on what i feel like doing and focus more on what i need to be doing 
eating healthy, getting some gentle movement, um, taking care of myself, that usually are some of the best things that I can do to support myself recovering um, from that, yeah, change in mood and um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a break because the hammering is distracting. I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee. I'll be back in five. Okay, I have found some peace and solace in the bathroom. (laughs) I'm leaning against my bath at the moment and you can't hear any construction in here. So slightly unorthodox um, podcast recording studio, but you tell me, are the acoustics better in here? Because it's feeling like kind of a vibe to me and I might permanently relocate here. Um, (laughs) I'll listen back to it afterwards. (laughs) Anyway, um, I think that was as much as I was going to say on things that I have learned this past month, just coming back to basic principles um, for me, sitting in discomfort, continuing to take care of yourself even when you don't feel like it. The exception for me there obviously is if you are sick, right? (laughs) So if you are sick and your body is physically recovering from something, um, then I take things easier. In my particular case, I, I find the inverse to be true if I am mentally under the weather. So if, if I have a flare up in symptoms for anxiety or depression, um, I in the same way that when I'm sick physically, have an instinct to kind of take things a little bit slower, but I actually find the inverse to be true. So when I'm physically sick, I improve with rest. When I am feeling mentally um, unwell, depending on the cause for it, I think if, you know, if there's something that specifically is making you feel unwell, like stress at work or something like that, I think it's good to um, (laughs) obviously um, remove that um, trigger where you can. Um, But I find that increased healthy activity so things like exercise and socializing and and that kind of thing is um really helps helps me recover from that so um yeah basic principles um the other question that I asked myself um obviously uh, during the last quarter phase is what is it that I am releasing so I've been reflecting on this. Um, I've been reflecting on this a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's in the context of, you know, for me, with some of the changes in the world of work this month, I've generally been reflecting on the topic of change, you know, and adapting um, and trying something new. And the thing that I really want to release, I guess, is is my tendency sometimes to focus on the things that could go wrong um, and, and focus on the things that I'm losing, you know. Um, and we as human beings, we have a, a tendency and a bias to do this in almost all situations. We always um, are more likely to focus on the loss rather than the potential gain. Um, and what I really want to be able to, to do, and I think what would really support me as I look forward this year is instead of constantly running through a list of what could go wrong and, and also to, you know, not get my hopes up, 
um, I want to get my hopes up and I want to get really excited and I want to think more about or think about all of the things that could go right. Um, And yeah, um, I don't, I'm hesitant to use the word optimistic because it's a bit charged for me, but that is ultimately what I'm talking about. And I, I don't consider like evaluating risk to be pessimistic um, in the sense that it's a bad thing because it keeps me safe and it keeps me really prepared um, in life. And I, I, I consider it as much a strength and an asset as, as I do anything else. But yeah, I do think reframing some things and thinking, well, you know, just think about what could happen if everything went right um, is, is going to be, yeah, healthy and important for me. So that's my, that's my kind of goal and action at the moment is just to notice when I am telling myself stories about things that could go wrong and maybe challenge myself a little bit to ask myself more, well, what if everything goes right? You know, like what if the next best thing that you could do or you could create or you could discover is is just around the corner. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, those are all of my moon reflections or self-reflections in the context of, of the moon. Maybe that's a better way of phrasing it. world of yoga and my own practice, a couple of interesting adaptations happening this week. So uh, the first one is, um, I know I am a (laughs) self-titled prop queen. I love, love, love working with props in yoga. I think they are one of the best ways to get to know your own body better because the use of props really encourages you to personalize, right? It's 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 one of the best ways of just accepting that I am not here to fit into a standard shape. I am here to look for a feeling and, you know, maybe there are tools that will help me find that, right? And it's not to say that if you're not using props, you're not personalizing. It really, it depends on you finding that feeling within your body. Um, But yeah, certainly they have been an amazing tool for me, set of tools for me to deepen my practice, right? I think some people think of them as, you know, modificate, like the, the easier modifications. Whereas actually, I think there's really great intimacy to be found in in working with with props. So I have added a new one to my wheelhouse this week now that I have a little bit more space. I have purchased two items, a gym ball and a Pilates ball. And I literally just blew them up yesterday, yesterday lunchtime. So I um, I'll be honest, they're new for me. They weren't covered in my yoga teacher training as kind of props necessarily for you to, um, for you to, to work with. Cause typically in a yoga studio, um, unless maybe it's like a prenatal or postnatal yoga class, something like that, um, gym balls and Pilates balls, um, not commonly found within yoga studios. Like the basics would be, 
um, your bricks, your straps, obviously mats, maybe blankets and bolsters. Um, but I think there is a really cool opportunity <laughs> to explore movement in your body uh, through through some of these. So the gimbal, obviously the first thing I did um, was sit on it and take some really big hip circles. Oh my goodness, you know, and I've tried like, because I'm I'm someone who tends to just naturally um, tuck my tailbone under a little bit because I've always had a bigger tummy. I actually think naturally to keep my um, balance and so that I don't have a very pronounced lordotic kind of curve in, in my spine. So one way you um, kind of stick, stick your bum out and excessively curve, um, I have just always had a tendency to, to tuck mine um, a little bit. Um, and it means that I have really strong glutes <laughs> and anything that requires glute activation, I tend to be quite strong. Um, but at the same time, anything that involves folding forwards, um, and again, this could also be the shape of my hips. I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, create any myths here. I find much more difficult. Um, I find it difficult to fold like a pancake. And again, that could also be because I've always had a big tummy <laughs> um, or a bigger tummy. Um, so there isn't as much, as much, uh, space there. So when it comes to things like s sitting in a cross-legged position and, uh, maybe taking even circles into the hips from a seated position on the floor, um, I didn't find that that did very much for my hips in all honesty. I found that it irritated me a little bit more in my back because I was struggling to move into my hips because my back was curving and it was a little bit better with some support underneath me, so bricks and bolsters, but you know, generally I've I found it more stressful than I did freeing. I got this gimbal and oh my goodness, it felt like for the first time I could really take my hips into big circles and that was really, really exciting for me. So I'm going to continue to do floor work and I think uh, some, of the, some of the stuff that I do on the floor is probably helping achieve greater mobility for me. But in terms of just finding freedom and really like exploring into that part of the body, that was a game changer. Obviously, um, the other one that I was really interested in was a gentle backbend, right? And I'm sure you've all done this if ever you've been on a gym ball. Um, you kind of, you, you start by sitting and then you walk your feet forward. So the gym ball travels up the length of your spine. So you're almost draping over it in, a, in almost like a supported wheel uh, pose. So for me, someone who's always been a little bit nervous of backbending in the past. Um, I developed a lot of, lot, not just greater comfort during my yoga teacher training, but also some joy, actually, I would say joy and excitement in exploring my backbends. Um, but I was always someone who was really, really nervous about it. So having that as a, as a prop, just to be able to go into a gentle backbend, um, was, was just really, really nice. It felt really freeing in the spine. So, um, yeah, that was incredibly fun. And then a Pilates ball, if you've not played with one before, they are like a gym ball, but much smaller. They're like the size of, uh, only cause I can see it in my bathroom, <laughs> the size of like a, a toilet roll, right? So they're like, they're small, um, but they're squishy balls and they're really good for things like, um, you might put them between um, 
your thighs or your knees if you are um, uh, trying to activate the core. Um, I don't want to say keeping the legs together, but um, there, there might be some use cases where you would want to squeeze squeeze the thighs together to activate some of the um, like things like the adductors. Um, in something like a tree pose or a mountain, sorry, not tree pose, mountain pose is really what I meant there. Um, but they're also just fun, fun props, right? That if you drop it, you're not going to hurt yourself. So for example, if you wanted to, um, if you wanted to take some movement through the shoulder and you were holding a Pilates ball, if that were to drop on the ground, <laughs> it would thump a lot less than a brick. Um, for example. But what I'm also finding is they're just quite fun to sit on. So if you're looking for something to to sit on that's a little bit closer to the ground, they will take your weight really well. Um, a lot of people, I think, always think that they won't, <laughs> but they do um, and can be a lot more comfortable and personalized compared to things like a block or a blanket. Um, I would say the closest thing to it is a is a is a bolster. And I prefer bolster for longer meditations because they're a bit more stable. Um, but for kind of seated postures where you want a little bit of give, you want it to be able to mold to what your body's doing. Um, that is, is really cool. So those are my two new props of the week. And my goal, I guess, over the next two months is to just explore them a little bit more, understand where they can unlock things. Um, I always want in my own practice, but also as a yoga teacher, obviously, to be able to offer advice and guidance when it comes to using props um, that allow people to find greater freedom in their practice and to get closer to their own body. Um, and that yeah, is, is definitely something that I see a lot of potential in, in those two new props. So very excited. That brings us to the close of this episode and also to the close of a season. If I'm not mistaken, this might be episode 10 of 10 full episodes since I launched the podcast. Yeah, it must have been 10 weeks ago. 10 weeks? Is that real? Honestly, every week that I come to sit down and record this podcast, it feels like no time has passed at all. So that is a shocker. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure what my plan is yet. I kind of vaguely have in my mind that I might take the month of April off. Um, it's March 25th at the time of recording and then come back in, in May for kind of an early summer um, edition and do a little bit more recording May, June, July, and then perhaps do a third and final season um, this year in September, October, November, something like that. So that's the rough sketch I have in my mind, but I'll be honest, that's the plan I had when I thought I'd be recording a lot more yoga content. So <laughs> if I can't keep myself away, <laughs> if I'm back on the airwaves next week for an earlier start to the second season, then I could have, um, <laughs> then I could hold back on. Um, don't judge me for it because I'm just, yeah, I enjoy it so much. I enjoy, I enjoy this time and I, I love the self reflection. Um, but for now, um, this will mark the end of 
season one. I've enjoyed it so, so much. Just recording these and reflecting each week is a big part of my own practice and my own self-development as well. So um, thanks for being on the ride with me and stay tuned um, for updates to come on everything that's planned for season two. I'll talk to you maybe in May. Bye.